Hello, and welcome to Down to Sally's Cove, a collection of stories about Newfoundland and Labrador by the late Elle Emanuel and read by me, Anthony Berger. I'm the editor of my mother's writings about the history and rich culture of the places and people she knew and loved. Many of these stories she read on local and national radio in the 1940s to 1970s. There are many stories told around Newfoundland and Labrador about goats and rams possessed of special powers and inclined to mad antics. Here is one that Aunt Jenny, who lived in Bloomfield many years ago, told El Emanuel about Grandfather's Famous Goat. When I was growing up in a small outport, most people kept goats and sheep, cows and pigs, They would roam loose on the roads and beaches, and you had to take care when you went out of sight of your elders that you took a big stick and walked warily, as if you had eyes in the back of your head, for you might meet a saucy bull or a cranky ram. So we learned how to cope with danger, much as you do, only now it's cars and trucks. Now my grandfather had a billy goat once. I can't remember him because I was little when he was around, but I heard many stories about him. That goat was famous all around the bay. Grandfather called him William, but by others he was called very rude names because he would go on a rampage and be very, very destructive. He would sneak up behind a child stopping to pick a berry or a flower and he would butter sharply in the rear, even knock her down sometimes. And then he would get a good clout. If she had a stick or was smart enough to be out of the reach of his sharp horns when she whacked him. In spite of his badness, Grandfather loved William, and Grandmother liked him well enough most of the time, but his neighbors hated him. When spring came, William was out in the back garden one day, nibbling the fresh grass already appearing around the potato bed, and he soon got into trouble. It happened this way. Being a fine day, warm and a little breeze blowing, Grandmother had opened the back door to smell the good fresh air while she was kneading bread. She had finished the job and gone into the back pantry to fetch the bread pans, when in comes William to investigate. Bold as brass, he was having a look around when Grandma came out of the pantry. "'Get out of my kitchen, you brazen thing!' she shouted, waving her apron at him. She dropped the pans with a bang that made the goat nearly drop out of his skin." Startled, he made for the door, his horn hooked in the corner of the tablecloth, and down came the big basin of dough, smack on the floor. Grandma was about to scream at William again when she heard an almighty bang from the back porch. Silence. And then Grandfather's roar. You misbegotten son of a so-and-so, look what you've done! and there was Grandfather standing in a puddle and water running all over the floor from the large bucket of water that William had knocked over. The goat was now outside, looking in with a curious expression. Grandfather was that mad. He went for William, fists in the air, letting out such roars as the goat had never heard before. Now he had to go out to the well again and bring in another turn of water while Grandmother did her best to salvage the bread dough. If he ever sets foot in his house again, he'll get something he never bargained for. Well, no sense telling me, Grandmother replied. Just tell him, and tell him I said it'll be end of him for sure. So William found himself tied up in the field outside the garden for days on end. 
He had lots to eat, and the rope was long enough for him to do a bit of investigating without getting into something he wasn't supposed to get into. In fact, he behaved so well that Grandmother, feeling a little sorry for him, told Grandfather to let him off the rope for a bit. William was so grateful to be off the rope that he stayed in the field and behaved himself. Grandfather decided that William had learned his lesson, but just in case he fashioned a yoke of wood and put it around the goat's neck. It was about this time that Grandmother said at breakfast, I believe that I'll commence spring cleaning today. It's nice and windy, and the sun looks to be out all day. Now, Samuel, you'll have to help me move the stuff out of the parlor. I'll start there. Now, I don't know if you have spring cleaning in your house, but even if you do, I'm sure it's nothing like the cleans people did 60 years ago when Grandmother kept house. Every single thing in the house that a person could move was moved outdoors, and there it was washed, brushed, beaten, aired, and brought inside again as soon as the inside had been scrubbed from floor to ceiling and back again. It was bedlam while it was going on, nowhere to sit and afraid to put one's feet on the floor. So on this parlor cleaning day, out came the horsehair sofa, the matching chairs, the fancy leg table, and all the ornaments. Grandfather rolled up the carpet, lugged it outside, and hung it over the clothesline. Later, he would beat the daylights out of it, and the dirt, of course. The organ was too heavy and too big to move outside, so it was rolled to the middle of the room and covered with a sheet. Grandmother took the music books out to the veranda and spread them on the rail to get some sun and air. Among them was a wonderful old hymn book called the Sankey, which Grandmother got from her mother. It was very precious, as you can imagine, but also very old and frail. Grandmother went back inside, scrubbed the floor, and washed the walls, singing hymns from the Sankey all the while, and then she got some fresh water and soap to wash the windows. She happened to glance outside just in time to see William coming through the open gate with a gleam in his eye. She shouted out, Sam, Samuel, come here and drive away that goat. Hear me, hurry, hurry, before it does any damage. She went into the kitchen to start her cleaning there, never thinking that Grandfather wouldn't obey her immediately, because everyone jumped when she gave orders. But Grandfather was out in the shed and didn't hear her. By the time Grandmother got back to the parlor, William was out of sight. But all over the grass lay her books, covers bent off, papers floating, not a single one left on the veranda rail. Grandmother rushed out, red in the face, screaming, I'm going to kill you this time. She stumbled over a book cover, too tough even for a goat to chew, picked it up and sobbed. Oh, my good hymn book, my lovely Sankey, just look at it. Meanwhile, William was stuck in the fence, his yoke preventing him from going forward or backward. Grandmother picked up a great junk of birch from the woodpile and said, Ha ha, my lad, you're in for it now, and brought the junk down on William's back. The goat let out a terrible bellow. Grandfather came running. Don't you offer dare hit my goat, he roared. Poor old William didn't mean any harm. Harm, harm, look what he just did, look at my hymn book. William did that? Grandfather was shocked. Yes, the brazen thing, I got a good mind to kill him right now. Well, that won't bring your Sankey book back. So they argued why William, still stuck in the fence, was feeling the hymn book going sweetly down his stomach. 
In fact, a bit of it must have digested because in the middle of the argument going on behind him, he suddenly opened his mouth and bleated out, Hallelujah! And he went on doing that every time he got into trouble. So grandfather had to keep him until William died. After all, it wasn't everyone had a goat that blurted out sankey hymns. That was me, Anthony Berger, reading a story by the late Ella Manuel from the podcast series Down to Sally's Cove. This was recorded in the studios of VOBB, the voice of Bombay, community radio in the heart of Grossmoor National Park in western Newfoundland. Recording engineer and sound editor was Gary Wilton. Background music from Coffee in the Cove, written and played by David Berger. Together with a biography of my mother, these and other stories are available in book form entitled No Place for a Woman, The Life and Newfoundland Stories of El Emanuel, published in 2020 by Breakwater Books, St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador. Thanks for listening. Listen in next week to the antics of a Bombay youngster in the woods camp years ago. He was the lumber camp trickster. <laughs>